we had a segment we that never happened. You guys don't even know about it. Do you remember this, Dusty? We were going to do like these little two minute segments and we were going to call mm-hmm. it just the tip because it was just going to be like one tip. You remember that? You guys That's such a great name. <laughs> Say that one more time. I want to make sure. Just, welcome back <laughs> to just the tip. It's a good one. It's good. So, just so, for a second, just to see how it feels. So this will be kind of like just the tip, but it, you know, it's going to last 20 minutes, which is, I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there. I'm just going <laughs> to derailed. Yeah. No, I, so the, the reality is uh, Ron's traveling right now and Dusty and I thought yeah. like, Hey, why don't we just get together and do something, but, you know, do something, put some content out. And I've had a question, man, that I wanted to ask you for a while. Um, we never really dig deep into how you got into DC training. Like, I'm curious to know, mm-hmm. like, cause you made a lot of progress with that. And I want to know, like, what was your, what was your training style like leading into DC? And then mm-hmm. how did that transition go? Like, cause I know that going into to like, it's a, it's a different thing. If it's a completely right. different animal, um, maybe it would help to, what would be like your your rough explanation if there's anybody watching that doesn't know what DC is? Maybe we should start there. Um, so, ooh, tough. So DC <laughs> training, if anybody who doesn't know, it's a progressive overload style training where you're going to be rotating two to three workout weeks, so to speak. Now, when I say weeks, it's what I mean is three chest workouts. Now, there are other body parts involved, but we'll just say three chest workouts yeah. total. Every fourth week, you're back to the first one. You're trying to beat numbers, whether that is one more rep, one more pound, better control, whatever. Uh, The key to DC training is the volume is lower, the frequency is higher. So on a two-way split, you're training three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, let's say. But Friday's workout is back doing what you did on Monday to give you guys an idea of how quick that frequency is. Um, On a three-way split... You're doing three workouts to finish the entire body, but you're training four days a week. So it'd be like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Again, Friday's workout is what you did on Monday. So essentially what ends up happening is by your third week of training, everything's been hit four times. Okay. That be, that's, um, yeah. <clears throat> so that's the, the quick rundown of what you're doing. Volume is low. Intensity is high. And of course, it's get in, blast the muscle, get out, recover, grow. Um, so when I first got into training, to ask your question, I just learned to train hard. The problem was I had no idea what anything beyond that. So I would go into the gym and let's say we're doing legs. It was like, okay, you got to do extensions. You got to do leg curls. You got to do seated leg curls. You got to do lying leg curls. You got to do stiff leg deads. You got to squat. You should probably deadlift. Or, I mean, you should probably squat. You should probably hack squat. Oh, you got a leg press. I was doing everything and many sets and just i mean basically i was i used to joke that if you could walk out of the gym after legs you weren't done right i think we've all been there you know if like you really love bodybuilding we've all been in that spot yeah so it was and it's funny because i used to consume a lot of information um in the early years when i first got on the forums and stuff i didn't talk i read I just read. I read as much information as I could because back then, this is one thing I'll say that I appreciated about that. Uh, I feel fortunate that we were in that era is unlike now on social media, I can say anything I want on my page and it could be dead wrong. 
because no one can come at me because I'll just delete them. Yeah. It's my forum. Whereas back in the day, if you jumped on and you were wrong on a forum, you'd get annihilated. Yeah. Like, you know, people would come at you. So you knew, like, don't speak unless you're sure. You know what I mean? So I spent a lot of time learning and I started seeing pictures of Justin Harris and Steve Kuklo when Justin was getting ready for the USA's. And Dante Trudell was posting him up. And I just remember seeing Justin's physique and just being like, I want to look like that. Yeah. Like he He just, it was just massive and it was just muscle on muscle. And that was always my obsession. I guess I was fortunate that my genetics leaned that way. I just wanted to be fucking big. I didn't really care what it looked like. I just wanted it to be nasty, you know? Yeah. Um, so I saw his pictures and I just remember thinking like, I gotta, I gotta be like that, you know? So I did a show and um, Dante Trudell came to Arizona for some reason with Justin and okay. I saw him at a show and I didn't walk up to him and I just saw him and I was like, Oh fuck, that's the guy from the forums. And, um so he, he first of all he does truly exist is what you're telling me he's a human yeah, okay him. okay if you've seen him yeah okay just making sure it's a true story <laughs> um <laughs> so he came to an event and after i saw him i just again and i saw justin in person and i was like fuck like i don't look like that and i want to look like that yeah. so and, and there was a lot of information on the internet about dc training i could have went and tried to formulate myself but in my mind i was like I don't want to waste time with mistakes. So I reached out to Dante and I said, Hey, I don't know if you know me brief introduction and I need you to train me. Um, And he responded back. He goes, Oh, I absolutely know who you are. You look awesome. You're, you're huge for where you're at. And uh, I don't really train people anymore. And I was like, you know, I read the email and of course my first reaction was like, fuck yeah, he knows who I am. (laughs) And it took about, it took about two days. And I was like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I need this guy to train me. And so I reached out again and I was like, hey, I appreciate it, but I don't look like Justin and I I need to look like Justin. So I need you to train me. And the cliff notes is he said no to me probably six, seven times. Um, So finally, I reached out again. and I was like, listen, I am poor. And I will pay you. And if I ever don't do exactly what you say, you can keep the money. Never hit me back. You have this email. It was a DM, I guess, back then. And so I can never say shit. And for whatever reason, he wore down. <laughs> and he realized I was not going to quit. Yeah. He's just um, trying to get rid of you. There's no other yeah, way like, but to teach you stuff. You know? Yeah. So he, he took me on. And it was funny because everyone back then was like, you know, Dante gets people fat and all he cares about, because, you know, that was his big push was just get big. Yeah. You know, and I'll never forget the first thing he said to me. He was like, well, you're too fat. So we got to get you down. So the first thing we did was diet. Um, And then he got me on the program and I was doing, I want to make sure I'm accurate. Maybe, maybe two working sets per body part each time I came in. I started okay. on a two-way split. So the full body was done in two workouts. Um, but uh, we went in and I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to do exactly what this guy says. And we started in late, I guess, no, it's probably like early 2007. I started with Dante. Yeah. And um, 
what happened was drastic and and fast. And when I say fast, I, I hate that word right now because the internet people are like, oh, like two months. Um, but I'll say that by October of 2008, I was a different person. Huh. Um, so we're talking, you know, fast is a year and a half. Yeah. You know? Yeah. To transform your physique and become a bodybuilder, it's a, it's a quick turnaround. And he changed, like, my body looked different. Hmm. Um, like, I, I, it's funny because everyone just assumes, like, my back was my biggest weakness. And by the time I was, you know, by then, it was my biggest strength. Hmm. And I was somebody who went to the gym again. It was like, okay, four or five lat variations of pull-downs, pull-ups, whatever's. Then four or five rowing or deads or whatever. So going in and doing like two sets of deadlifts and calling thickness done was a hell of a change, you know? Yeah. And, but the thing was, is I like what saved me was I knew his results. I'd seen them and I did know how to train. I was taught by someone how to train hard. And I think what really helped and a lot of people don't realize is when you're going to the gym and you're doing 20 sets, you're pacing yourself even if you don't think it. Absolutely. You know, um, when you're doing two, three sets for a body part, like you literally, before you strap into that bar, you're like, this is 33% of my workout right now. Hmm. If I leave one rep on the table, I wasted this entire day. Yeah. So it does. It just puts you in a different place. If you're if you're a scoreboard person, you know. Like that's one thing I really enjoyed is the logbook is a, is a huge part of it, as you know. Right. And Dante was really adamant with me back then about my negative speeds and making sure that the reps look the same each week, not just oh, did it get heavier? Because if you get sloppy and you got more reps, you didn't get stronger. You got sloppier. Hmm. You know. So he was very adamant about that. And but I what I liked was it's measurable progress. Like if I say to you, Scott. How was your workout today? Like, oh, it was a great workout. I trained hard. I'm like, what's that mean? Yeah. How hard? Was it the best workout you've ever had? And I know that sounds silly, but when you have a logbook, I can answer that. Yes, it is the best workout I have ever had of this body part on this routine. Hmm. Best ever. That is an amazing thing. And you get to the point, if you are got some screws loose, like most of us do in this industry, I, I would get nervous before lifts and not just legs because of the how hard every lift. Hmm. I mean, I would I would sit in the parking lot and write out my log and put my last week's numbers or, you know, last workout of this workouts numbers in. Right. And I would be thinking to myself, OK, OK, I got seven reps on the first attempt. I got to get eight today, because if I get eight today, even if my last two match, I beat by one. You know what hmm. I mean? So like. I'm visualizing the workout in a drastic way by literally watching it and seeing what I had to beat. And it just fit well for me. Um, and like I said, the, the changes were drastic. Actually, the hardest thing about DC training was when I got good enough to need to alter it because of weak body parts. Hmm. So, you know, a lot of people, I think, this personal opinion, but I hear guys that are like, a year and a half deep into prep and in or into bodybuilding they're, they want to compete and they're like my legs are lagging i'm like your whole fucking body is lagging. what are you talking about 
Yeah. And, and I mean that respectfully. It's so I'll tell my guys, I'll say, okay, um, you know, I don't disagree that we got to keep the legs coming up, but which body part on you is pro level right now? Hmm. And, and they're like, well, none. I'm like, so we're not in a position to start worrying about the fact that your arms are a little small because to really dig into that, something else has to give. You can't train everything else and then just add more arm training. It's a good way of putting it. Yeah. So I would rather people dive in because for example, if in I'm aging myself here, but branch Warren turned pro without an upper body. And I don't mean that literally his upper body was phenomenal, but compared to his legs. Yeah, it wasn't. The thing is, is with a lot of people's mentality now that they say, Branch, don't train your legs. Mm. You got to bring your upper body up. Let the legs stay okay. I think Branch's legs is why they looked at him and they were like, it's not that his upper body was weak. It's his legs were so fucking good. Yeah. And it kept getting better. They kept getting better too, yeah. like bigger and thicker. Because he had crazy yeah. legs. Yeah. So, and, and so he, he turned pro. And like I said, I don't mean that he didn't have an upper body, but in comparison, Right. He had Arnold winning legs when yeah. he turned pro. Yeah. Maybe before that. You know what I mean? Um, and then once he was pro, he brought the rest of the body up and became an Arnold champion. You know what I mean? I think yeah. a lot of us get into that too soon. Um, and I say that as a competitor. If you're someone who just wants to have a streamlined physique, you, you do your thing any way you want to. But for me, what made it hard was when I had to turn my back on enjoying just going in and blasting. Because huh, yeah. Dante had to like tell me, he's like, Dusty, you're back. Even if we lose some during this process, it's going to come back. As soon as we get after it again, it'll, and it would. I mean, we wouldn't train it, but every two or three weeks <laughs> for a while. And then when it was time to like get back, it's like, all right, go back to the normal rotation. And then like six weeks, I was like, oh, it's back, like full, crazy, all over the place. So that was the hardest part for me was because I, I enjoyed that. And I kind of lost it. Now I was training five days a week, um, specific, you know, focusing on arms, which is boring as fuck. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, you make a really good point. Um, and and it, it answered a question I had for you. You know, you're, you're talking about how if, if you're only doing a couple working sets for a body part that you have to really get after it. And my question that I was kind of thinking before we recorded this was, how would you how would you say you know, how would you describe what it is you need to do, you know, to try to help people? Because one of the things I, I'm seeing is the, the the higher frequency, lower volume is really popular again right now. Mm-hmm. And I see guys doing the top set back off set thing. And and I know you've seen this, too, where I'll get a video and I know from a new client and I know a lot of times it's like they they aren't getting as much as they could out of it. Like they aren't they aren't training in a way that would require that would work for top set back offset. It's kind of like they're given, right. they're given enough that if they were to train for 20 sets, you know, doing like a high volume workout that maybe that would be acceptable. But the way mm-hmm. I guess the answer you're giving me is that it's the log book is the motivating factor that how do you, how do you get everything you need out of that workout, out of that set, mm-hmm. out of that top set that has to be like, it really needs to do something you haven't done before set it, you it's the log book. It sounds like that's what you're telling me. Yeah. And I mean, I think what, what is tough and, and you nailed it is uh, perception is reality. 
Okay. So if I asked someone like the guy that you said, the sent in the sends in the video and I get those as well, is that the best you could do? They would say yes. And then I would have to say no. Um, because they don't know. Like, I think one thing that I have learned over time is that intensity progresses. It's We've talked about this, you and I, on separate occasions, the peak-to-peak thinking. Yeah. You, 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 so for anybody who doesn't, hasn't heard this, peak-to-peak thinking is, imagine like mountains. You come up to a peak on a mountain, right? You're here, I'm trying to find my little mirror, so I'm on, there we go. You're here. Um, until you get to this height, you can't realize that there's a visual height above that. Mm. So every time you come up on a peak, then you do a cruise, which brings you down to a, a lower level valley, so to speak. Now you know, okay, not only can I hit that peak that I was at last time, but remember I saw that peak that was even higher. I can get to that. Yeah. And then when you get to that peak, you realize there's a higher valley than your previous valley. But the whole point is, is you can't, it's like if you're at the very bottom of a mountain, you can't see the top, the very top, because you're, you're on it. But as you get higher and higher, you start to realize, oh, fuck, this mountain's huge. Yeah. It's even bigger than I thought, you know, and as you continue to climb, you realize that there's more. So some of that is time. Um, another thing is, and I think it was Arnold that pointed it out. So don't quote me because I don't pay attention, especially to him. Um, <clears throat> I was waiting for the dig sorry, when he said Arnold. I always have to get my dig in. Um, no, but I, I think it was a great thing is is uh, he or whoever it was, they talked about someone putting a gun to your head. Yes. And the idea is this. If, if you're getting ready to rack your bar, okay, and I come up behind you and I put a gun to your head and I say, I need two more reps or I pull the trigger. Yeah. If you can get those two more reps, you weren't fucking done. So you need to know that, like when you're about to rack, are you truly done? Is there no way in hell it'll go back up? And don't be afraid to be wrong. Hmm. I can't tell you how many times hmm. I've gotten pinned in a hack squat. How many times I've dumped a squat. Like, because I'm, here's how I look at it. What's the worst that can happen? Like we talked about with Turner. I get under it and I'm like, I think I got one more. I don't know if I got one more, but I'm pretty sure I got one more. Yeah. And you go for it and you get it. And then you ask yourself at the top, do I have one more again? And as you get, again, that peak to peak thing, as you get mentally stronger, you don't even think. You know if you don't have anyone, any more left. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And you also know that if you miss, so yeah, I've rolled, I've, I've missed on a barbell incline by myself, rolled the thing down my chest to my lap, <laughs> sat up, deadlifted it off of myself and put it down. Like, you're not going to die because we're not doing sets of one. I think that's the thing people don't think about. Huh. I don't advise that you decide to do a one rep max with no one spotting you. Yeah. Because you literally don't know if I'm going to get one rep or if it's going to snap my body and fall on my neck. But if you think there's a chance on a barbell press, also keep in mind that there's a pin that's like above head level that you yeah. can get it to. And if you can't do that, like I said, I've gotten it off of myself many times. You know, I don't flat bench, so that's a little more dangerous. That's where most people, if you if you train alone, I'd advise people to not use clips. So if you miss, mm. you can dump it <laughs> yeah. on purpose. But I think that's the big part. Like, you know, the logbook helps, but it's also just 
that mentality like did i leave a rep like is there was there no possible way and there will be times even as you're more experienced that you realize like oh shit i might have left one there or i've had a few times especially like as i was coming back after my injury where i think i was in my head a little bit and i wasn't sure on my form because i couldn't feel my body quite yet and i'm like oh i think i'm rounding and hmm. so i would dump say if i was doing barbell rows or i was deadlifting and i'd watch the video back and i'm like shit my form was fine but you were you, know, you had I to rebuild was... that confidence and i think that you know yeah. if you had never gotten to the the peak you've gotten to in the past you in previously you had to rebuild you know you had to build that confidence just like you're telling anybody else who's watching this that there is that mm. phase you need to go through you know yeah and that's why i do think uh, another, you know, back to things that I think are great that you see in the gym now. I love seeing kids film themselves. Yeah. I don't give a shit what it's for because I ask all my clients all the time, like, can you give me another video? I know it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Because you don't really realize you see your form different, you see your intensity different. There's something about seeing on tape. You're like, fuck. Like, you do. That was great. Or, oh man, I could do better, you know? Um, so I think that that's huge. But, but yeah, I think the biggest factor is the logbook because if nothing else if you're keeping your time and attention the same you're keeping your range of motion the same then if the numbers are going up whether it's one pound or one rep something's happening you know and as dante says all the time if you can bench and i'm saying bench which we don't actually do but if i can promise you if you can bench 405 for five and you're eating and training you know or i should say eating supplementing if you're a using gear using your gear properly i promise that your chest will be bigger when you can do 405 for 15. yeah it just will yeah you know and i understand there's there's going to be some person that's listening to this right now goes i know god it's 176 the convention 405 for 15. <laughs> well then when he does it for 30 he'll be bigger than he is now <laughs> if he's eating right you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah and again i always have to push that back because i do get it there's freaks in nature they're just strong great but as long as you're not trying to just argue with me, the fact is I am bigger when I'm stronger. Always have been. Okay. You I know? got so one I more question. One more question for you. So, okay. A lot of people who watch our stuff, they, I'm sure they've heard us talk about the logbook before. We've talked about how valuable it is and how great of a tool it can be. You've also said that you don't really do deloads. You're not a, you're not a fan of like pulling back and that when you have had mm. – when you, you've absolutely needed it, you've just taken, you know, some time off of training for a few days or a week or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. in, in your push through DC, obviously there was going to become points where you couldn't beat your logbook. What would, mm -hmm. what had you done back in that first big push with Dante? So when I say I don't deload, it doesn't mean that I don't take the breaks. Okay. It means I'm not capable I'm, I'm, I shouldn't say I'm not capable. Uh, so I'll go in planning to do a deload, which means I call them California pump workouts. Get a little yeah. blood in the muscle, leave. Um, and you're like, we used, Dante used to say two weeks. You want okay. two full weeks of just pump workouts, no intensity techniques, no failure, no nothing. Well, what I would run into is on day five, my body felt pretty good. <laughs> and I'm, under the bar and i'm like well i mean it seems like a waste to not get after this and see what happens and then next thing you know i'm back to blasting on day six um i just 
I joke, kind of joke, kind of serious. I don't know any other way to do this. So I don't enjoy coming to the gym and pumping. Like, yeah, you know, I, I, I compare it to when I got done playing hockey. When I couldn't play at the highest level, I sold all my equipment. Hmm. I didn't want to do it anymore. So when I go to the gym, if my body is healthy, I want to go. So what I did after that, once we learned, is I just didn't go to the gym for two weeks. Hmm. That was my deload. I wouldn't go to the gym, and I shouldn't say two weeks. Three days before, I would come in and get my body moving and just move through some motions. I could do that because I'm like, I don't have to do this for three days, and then we'll be back at it. Um, I have clients that do two week deloads. I have clients that do one week off and then a deload, you know, kind of up to, I let it leave it up to them. The key is I don't want you training your ass off for two weeks. Yeah. It's very, very key. And when you talk about it, I would say deloads are the most important thing that gets messed up. Mm-hmm. Everyone's afraid to take that step back yeah. as if where they're going to go. The step back is required for the two steps forward. Yeah. You have to take it. You ha- it's the same thing with gear. Listen, I'm not I know we talk about moderate gear. I'm not going to lie to you. I never want to go off. I love feeling not human. Like I hate it because I'm trying to drive home the truth, which is it's not all about the drugs, but I'm not going to tell you that I'm like, "Oh, yay, I'm just going to take nothing and not fe- and feel semi-human." Yeah. No, it's great to recover ridiculously. It's great to be stronger than should be humanly possible. But that step back coming off the gear or down to TRT dose for a while or taking that time off from the gym is the only reason you could continue progressing forward. If you could continuously progress forward, then why is it that you were watching me deadlift 500 for six 10 years ago, but I'm not doing 1,000 for six now? Mm. I mean, if you could continuously go up then shouldn't i be at a thousand twelve hundred like you know what i'm saying so you do you take that step back and when you go back in the gym you're not starting off like we talked about last week you're not starting off with those old numbers again you're starting off halfway through that previous blast and building again and the longer you're in this the smaller those incremental gains get Hmm. you know when you're 900 years old like me it comes to the point where sometimes now you're like I'm back using numbers I used to use, but I'm doing a six count negative now. Yeah. You know, like I'm finding ways to make it brutal and still chase a number, but on body parts where I, like my legs, where they're just very, very strong, I realize like probably not safe for me to do what I could possibly do. Just, you know, gripping and ripping. It's been so, cool to see those videos too. The, the videos you've been posting um, of your leg training specifically, in the control that you're using. Like I'm, it's, it's impressive. Cause I mean, obviously you move a lot of weight and you always have, but to see the level of control you can, you can use with that. And, and it's a, it's a, it kind of reminds me of what Justin Shire was saying too. He was saying like, he uses that strong, strict control and great technique, but he's also moving mm-hmm. a ton of weight. So it's critical that you're still, you know, that you're still pushing hard. Yeah and heavy you know it's it's a it's a beautiful combo you've got going on and i feel like you'll be able to do that for a long long time with a lot less risk of injury you know yeah and i think that that's where things have to evolve to um if i were to go back if everything i'd ever said or even posted were brought before me and i had to answer for it i'd be in trouble 
because <laughs> I disagree with myself on sure. things I was sure of back in the day. And I love when people try to jam you on that. I'm like, well, if I didn't disagree with myself then I didn't grow. Yeah. You know, I mean, when I first got into bodybuilding and you'll laugh about this cause you'll know, but some viewers won't, um, you had a way isolate for after you train cause you needed a fast acting protein Yes. But before bed, you needed a casein because you needed a slow one <laughs> to limit the amount of time between protein digesting and the next morning as if something fucking terrible was going to happen in your sleep. <laughs> you're oh, you're going to shake during the day. You need a blended protein that has whey, casein, egg, so it slowly burns in your system for five hours, but you're eating every three. Oh, yeah. Now I'm like, did you eat? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, you know, but it my, can be done simple. It's I think same that's a, with yeah. training, you know? So I think that it's funny because a lot of people get caught in their ways. And I try to point that out even on my training. It's like I still train ballistic most of the time for back Yeah, because it works for me. And then you'll watch me do a leg day two days later and you're like, is he confused? <laughs> like, I, he just said he was tightening his form. And then I watched him row like he was having a seizure. Like what is happening here? <laughs> Yeah. You know, it, it, it comes back to what works. And I think that a lot of times we all get, even myself, sometimes you'll get caught up in your belief. And it's like, well, even that might not apply to you in a certain body part or, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Something along those lines. So it is important to adapt. And like you said, I mean, the bottom line is, is now I look, I kind of thought when I came back from the sickness that there'd be a limiting there has been a little bit, like I said, my shoulder's not a hundred percent. So pressing is to be determined if it'll ever get back to where it was. Um, but then other body parts, I'm like, okay, I can already tell I'll be stronger than I ever was if I want to. So instead of doing that, because I do know the mileage that's on the body, I say, okay, well, let's, instead of chasing that, let's see if we can get to the old numbers with more control. Nice. I like that. You know, so you know, just that kind of thinking. But at the end of the day, back to your, your first question is I don't care how people train. I just would like people to at a younger age, implement something and run with it. Hmm. Right. I mean, run with it 12 weeks a year. You know, if you're getting progress, stick with it for a while, but don't be afraid to try something else and stick with it long enough to make a decision. Because I think the thing that sucks about the amount of information that's out now is you get distracted easily. You're watching Absolutely. Justin. You're watching Justin share, and you're like, "Holy shit! Right, I'm gonna tighten my form. I'm gonna be perfect." And then you're training too light, and then you hear him on our show, and then he's talking with me, who doesn't really train that way. You're like, "Well, fuck! Maybe I just need to train heavy as fuck and just jerk it all over the place." Yeah. And then you're doing that but you're only doing his way for three weeks. Then you're doing my way for three weeks. Then it's, oh, I heard drop sets of the thing. You're doing that. You're never giving yourself time to even know what works for you. And I think that uh, Fuad put this out years ago, and I'll never forget, because he had a bunch of people jump his shit on a post one day hmm. about how he was training. And he was like, show me where I tried to sell you a training program. Huh? Show me where I said, this is how you should train. He's like, this is what I do. Yeah. I'm not convincing you to do anything. This is what I do. Watch it for entertainment. Watch to learn something. Don't watch it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but this is how I train. And I just remember reading that and laughing because I was like, I thought that that was obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good point, though. It's a good reminder. 
you know so but i do think people need to stick to things and run with them uh you know i had a client recently you'll and you've experienced this and i'm sure some people listen to this are this client i had a guy who came to me said i'm not getting the changes i need i need to hire you and i said okay well tell me what you're doing so i changed his training pretty drastically um and the first thing i got was resistance ah it's just that I usually do this and I usually do that. And I said, I, I understand. And you usually don't get results. Yeah. That's what you told me. And he was like, okay. I was like, listen, I'm, I'm not jumping your shit, but this is a beginning program for you. I'm going to figure out if this works also. I'm not saying this is the program, right? But stick to it and we're going to see what happens. Yeah. So he stick to it for a while and he was changing. And then I get an email and it was, uh, okay, I've been sticking to this, but here's what I'm thinking. And he sends me essentially a very similar program to what he was doing before. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to read this over in a couple of days because I just wanted him to just wait. You know, we've already had this conversation. Yeah. Um, and I answer all my emails within 24 hours. That's my rule with clients. Okay. I tell them, if you don't hear from me in 24 hours, email me again because I might have died again. Yeah. Or the email got lost or something, but it That's should what be I tell done. People it's too. pretty much inexcusable. So if I fucked up, I will tell you, shit, I did miss that. My bad. Sure. Um, but anyways, uh, so then I got an email that said, you take too long to respond. I'm not going to work with you anymore, but I appreciate everything. Oh, gosh. And I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad because I was like, all right, cool. And I so I said, you know, I, I appreciate that. I get it. And I said, and my two cents don't work with a coach. Yeah. You know what you like to do. You know what you want to do, run with it. And for anyone who thinks that this is like a shot on the guy, it's not. I think some of you guys, if you know what you want to do, you're wasting your time and money to go hire someone to tell them what you want to do. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, you know, I could have approached it differently and immediately when he sent that email, answered back and said, bro, we've been over this. Yeah. I yeah. just wanted to settle for a couple of days. So maybe shame on me for that way of answering it. But I don't really care because the true answer is him leaving was the right choice. Huh. You know, you were not, you, but the change bad is decision hard. for him is in a year, he's going to be where he is today. Change is tough, man. Working. Change is tough. It, mm -hmm. it took me a long time to break out of the idea that I wouldn't be training back every Wednesday for me. Wednesday was back day, leg day was Saturday, mm -hmm. and to go to a, a, a different frequency of training that allowed me to train a body part more than once every seven days required that it wasn't always going to be on the same day per week. And that in itself, man, it was difficult to change that. But like you said, man, if it wasn't working for you before, and I think that, you know what, if you look around the gym, and this is not a knock at people, but if you look around the gym, whatever gym you go to, and you've been there for a few years, how many of the people around you in that gym look a lot different? It's you can keep right. going to the gym and look pretty much the same for years, mm -hmm. you know? So, oh, yeah. Change in life in general is difficult and change in bodybuilding, trying to adopt a new training system. Man, it can be it can be tough. It, it's you get outside your comfort zone doing that. I wish that and, you know, we've talked about it and uh, I wish I could get Dante on. Um, not even to talk about DC, not even to talk about DC directly um, as far as promoting it. But I always think about this. So he was a big man, like over six feet tall, but scrawny, very skinny. And he's just highly intelligent, as you know. 
And he looked at what everyone was doing and what he was doing. And he said, I don't think this is the right way. So the reason that DC training, for those of you guys who don't know, I'll give you the brief story of this. DC stands for dog crap. And the reason it came up, and Scott knows this, is Dante decided one day that he was just going to present on a forum what he does. Now, guys, back then, everyone was training two to three hours a day, six, seven days a week. It was just how you did it. And so he... I don't know what I should ask him why he decided that day to do it, but he just logged on. He had to create a user account. And for whatever reason, his sense of humor, he picked dog crap as his name. And he put up a a thread as they called them back in the VHS days. And and he said, Hey, this is what I've done. Um, This is why I do it. It's very, very different than what everyone else does. And little did he know that that thread would explode into hundreds and hundreds of pages of people going back and forth and asking questions. And it kind of took off. And because of that, it became dog crap training. Hmm. Now, I'm sure in hindsight, he wished he would have come up with a really snazzy name before he hit send. But I think he didn't really. I know that he had no assumption that people would be interested. But I think a lot of people at that point were working their asses off and found themselves in the same boat as him because the genetically gifted guys, they, and girls, they change no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> like if they go to the gym and lift, they get better. So it's, it's like, you can't compare yourself. Scott, we've discussed this before. I've had people come at me and be like, why don't you see Phil Heath train that way? I'm like, cause he'd be a fucking idiot to train this way. It doesn't need to He'd have to risk getting hurt. He's better than all of us how he's training you know what i mean yeah you're comparing yourself to someone who's not human yeah like his genetics are phenomenal i look and i say i don't want to ask sean roden what he's doing i don't want to ask phil heath what he's doing i want to ask a guy who has a dumpy looking physique and he's freaky and i found out that he used to be skinny or he used to be a fat guy and i'm like oh that's more like me what did you do you know what I'm saying? And and so I think a lot of people, when they read that thread, they were like, man, all these fucking guys are awesome on here doing the same thing. Maybe I need to try this new thing. Um, but you're right. And that's the reason he didn't want to take me in the first place, Scott, was because everyone, what he said was anyone who was on any sort of level, which he was way being complimentary because I wasn't on any sort of level, but I was big. Um <clears throat> they would resist as soon as they got in there. As soon as they read the fucking email of what they were supposed to do, they're like, this isn't enough. And they would add stuff and they would Mm. change stuff. And then they'd say, it doesn't work. And he's like, well, you're not doing it. Yeah. So that was what I had to agree to. And that's why I said, if I change anything or do anything or add anything or take anything away from what you say, you can dump me at any point because I, I understood that. He was like, I don't train people like you. Because you're not gonna you're not gonna like it. Yeah. It's it's too drastic, like you said. And it was. I mean, ma- imagine a guy like me training six days a week and he's like, get trained three days a week. Start to get people to go from six to four or five, let alone three, you know. I have a hard time taking a couple of days off just because I want to train. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I guess now that I'm retired, I can do dumb things and like go to the gym just because I want to, but <laughs> but I and and we've talked about this on some of like all the programs, really. And I remember Scott Stevenson had said 
uh, to a guy who didn't have a lot of development and he's the guy was like i like training seven days a week and he said you know this is no offense but looking at your physique you know it it doesn't look like you're a bodybuilder right now like i wouldn't look at you Mm -hmm. and say like oh man this is a bodybuilder uh Mm -hmm. so if you enjoy training seven days a week because you enjoy training seven days a week then keep at it kind of like you were saying uh but Mm -hmm. if you want the results that's that's another thing so what do you want is the end result being in the gym or is the end result the muscle right yeah and i think that's a that's a question i find that everything in bodybuilding can be reverted back to life you have to ask yourself do you want the short-term satisfaction or the long-term success Hmm. because there is short-term satisfaction in training seven days a week you know the endorphin rush you get the sense of accomplishment all of that you know but it doesn't mean that your physique's going to be any different yeah so it is a it's funny i I have a the one of the young guys i was talking about tyler um he's on his cruise and i said just take the time off and on day four off he's like i don't know how much longer i stay out of the gym and I said, that's cool. I didn't, I didn't think you'd make it, um, but you can tinker. And he will, and he'll just go in and get pumps. But he needed to get in the gym. Mentally, it was not good to go the dusty route and just not go to the gym at all. Um, but I told him, it takes more discipline for people like you to not train hard. Yeah. Like, that's hard to do. Whereas, you know, my mother hates working out. She hates doing her walks. If I told her not to take... To not walk for a week, she's like, "Fuck yeah, that'd be great." And still get the results, <laughs> you know. I'll but do that, it. Yeah. but that takes, you know, for for people like us, that's the different type of discipline. It's like, don't go to the gym is discipline. Yeah, yeah, you know. And so again, you always have to ask yourself: everything you're doing, if you're truly wanting a result, all I ask people to do is before they do something, say, "Does this action get me closer to my goal?" And then make your decision. And you might do it anyways. I mean. You know, a, a milkshake does not get you closer to your goal. It doesn't mean you shouldn't have a milkshake every now and then. Yeah, I'm just saying you ask yourself that on big decisions because I think, you know, you could always just go to a movie that day and so yeah. you go to the gym if you should be off. You know what I mean? Uh, wouldn't be a bad time to uh, take that kid through a workout in the gym who's been asking you for six months. You're still at the gym. You're still doing your thing, but you're not training. There's a lot of things you can do to make sure that you take that that cruise. You know, yeah. and then when you get back, what I really like, and I know you can identify with this, is when you finally are getting back in, you're like tearing the walls to Hell get yeah. in the gym. Like, so that those workouts are going to be insane because of that. And that's another factor you can look at with your if is it time to cruise is. Are you going to the gym out of habit or are you, you know, dying to get into the gym every day? I, I know for me, there's been many, many times I was going to the gym and I was kind of like checking the box. Sure. Yeah. I felt, I remember at one point it was like I was punching a clock. I got out of work mm-hmm. and I go to the gym and punch a clock again, come in, put my time in there. But that was not the, it wasn't the attitude I needed, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So uh, I'll be, I'd be excited to see what, uh, how people react to that. Cause I think our listeners are the people that it's hard to not go to the gym. Yes. So <laughs> this 20 minute thing we did turned into about an hour. 
took an hour. So that <laughs> I should have guessed. We should have guessed. I hope people enjoy this. And and honestly, I do hope that that something in it helps you guys today. You know, there's hopefully a piece in here. If nothing else, if if you've listened to all our shows, we probably talked about stuff we've talked about a bunch of times, but you know, sometimes it takes hearing it again and again to get that repetition in, you know, and sometimes it takes, I think, hearing things you already know just to kind of reinforce what we need to do. So I, I hope that through this, we're helping people reach their goals. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. So uh, this is it. This is our thing we did. I guess, do we have this a close? Like hour, this, just the tip. This is where Ron <laughs> would go and remember, guys, and they do this sign and he goes, it's just bodybuilding. And then we hang up. Yeah, but we, we should still have them like comment. Oh, fuck, you know, I didn't even do things. that. Yeah, guys, Come we appreciate on, you man. being here. If you've watched this long, then you probably already subscribe, subscribe to us. But if you don't, uh, definitely subscribe and hit the bell and all that because we have tons of bodybuilding information, education, entertainment coming out each week. We've got Dusty Hanshaw here uh, sharing freely with you the shit he knows. Random rants. And and random (laughs) rants. All right, guys, we appreciate you being with us. Uh, We'll catch you soon. Thanks, guys.